Sashi Trashy. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. I'm Cassandra, and I'm your other host. And we host a trash... Fuck. (laughs) Keep it. Keep it. (laughs) And we host a podcast about garbage people and dumpster dives of this week's trashiest news stories. Hey, Cass. What's up, dude? How were you trashed this week? So I have been known to... I've been, on, I've been on dating apps, whatever, you know, doesn't matter. Not so much right now, but like in general, been on them. And I, <laughs> I'm i trash because sometimes I'll see a person on there, male or female, and I'll go, oh my God, wow, they've got a really great job. Oh, wow, cool. NASA, like whatever. They'll find a really great job, really like good looking person. And then I'll go, ew, improv? Because I'll see a photo of them on stage and I will fucking nope, get away, swipe away. And it's uh, really fucking stupid because I am improv and improv is me. And just a, just a furiously trashy double standard that I hold for myself. This, this body is shut down to improvers is what you're saying. Yeah, no, Im- improvisers not welcome here. I, uh, <laughs> I get enough of it. Just talking to myself in the mirror. I don't really need, don't really need all that stuff. It's too much. Yeah. And by the way, I say it audibly. Like when I see it, I go, ew, improv. Because it's like almost like worse when they have a regular job. If I see some actor, Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to swipe away anyways. (laughs) But like, let's say I don't. (laughs) And then I see one like, oh, is this fucking show he did it? Here's this one-on-one show at UCB. You know, and I'm like, oh, barf. But like, if it's someone who's like educated and then they also happen to take improv, then I'm like, I, bro, I know you. I know you. Mm-hmm. you I've suck. taken classes with you. I've taken classes with you, and the answer is no. But that being said, obviously, you know, if you like to do improv, do improv. I do too. Hey, I do too. Pre COVID, I do too. Why are you trash? I want to tell a historical trash, and then I have a listener trash. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it. So I was working a orientation camp for my university, and I got into a fight with another one of the counselors. Physical? A physical altercation. Erica! (laughs) He, dear friend of the pod, Garrett Hondranostis. Oh, my God. Made fun of me for something, which, I mean... The list can go on. You can make fun of me for so many things. In front of a group of campers. And I blew an air horn near his ear. Not right by it, but just in his general direction. Okay. He then chased me with chocolate syrup. And we wrestled around at camp. There's video footage of this. We wrestled in chocolate syrup, and then he. we used to do this thing where you would antique somebody and cover them in flour. Uh-huh. So he then got flour, and we wrestled around in flour and chocolate syrup and just laughed and laughed. And Meanwhile, how much student debt are you in because of this? Oh, close to 60 grand. <laughs> okay, close I was to just 60 grand. That's what it cost me to do things like this. Um, we were supposed to be examples. Yeah. And yet we found ourselves wrestling around covered in chocolate syrup and flour like two I mean, animals. You know, that's sometimes I get sad that I dropped out of college and then 
I'm like, oh, well, that sounds sticky. He yelled, <laughs> when he was chasing me, he yelled, run, bitch. Ooh. And this, Garrett. Garrett, this video footage circulated so much that one time somebody's mom came up to me and said, are you run, bitch? And I said, yes, yes, that is me. Wow. And then yeah. you moved to L.A. And then I moved to L.A. and You're no one such has a big ever. fish. No one has ever recognized me again. (laughs) (laughs) Till now, Erica. Till now. Till now. Uh, I have a listener trash, which is from Anonymous. Okay. And you know how at the salad bar at Whole Foods, you have the option to use the salad bar, which is by weight, or you can put things into a soup container, which is just flat rate. Yes. And the hot bar is also by weight. Mm Mm-hmm. This listener says sometimes they put the hot food into the soup containers so that it is a flat rate item and they essentially steal from Whole Foods. Wow. I mean, respect. (laughs) This is kind of brilliant. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, you're taking from the mouths of Amazon, not a mom and pop. No, I mean, and this is, again, this is COVID time. So it, I, I long for those days, you know, since now all salad bars are pretty much shut down or they're all like prepackaged and you can't like steal like that. But I am always, always a, a fan of finding sneaky ways to cheat that system. So to this anonymous listener, I say a good trash to you. A good trash to you, sir. And a good or trash madam. to you, madame. Or a good um, trash to you. Non-binary friend. Binary trash person. (laughs) Let's get into our first story. Speaking of food. I fucking love this story. According to the New York Times.com, out of Oklahoma. Sorry, just 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 to just to brag, Cassandra pays for her news. (laughs) A woman Uh, named Sugar Good. And a man named John Thompson discovered that there was more than just coffee brewing during this early morning stops at Dunkin' Donuts store she manages in Edmond, Oklahoma. So he was going through there for years. They kept, he said at one point that she smiled at him with her eyes. And finally, one day she said, "Mm, fuck it, I'm going to give him my card. And I really love the quote from this where she finally passes her business card over to him. And she said that the day before he called me that September, I was on my way home from work. And I thought of all the people that were going to be home with their families. And I said to myself, I'm lonely. Three tears fell from my eyes. (laughs) Three tears. Uh, I don't know why specificity just fucking gets me right in the funny bone, but three Tears for a lonely sugar. The couple started dating. Thompson proposed one morning sometime in April while dropping off sugar for her 3 a.m. morning shift. She said an ecstatic yes and set time to get married later on in October. You know, finding a date and time to get married took some time, but figuring out a place where to get married did not. We knew, and I quote from the couple, we knew we wanted to share it with our Duncan family. Miss Good took her place inside the drive through window in an Edmund wearing her Duncan uniform. Mr. Thompson, in his own regular work clothes, drove his red truck through Mrs. Good's window. That sounds dirtier than it should. <laughs> it's just the way you're reading it. This time, he had butterflies in his stomach instead of hunger pangs. 
Colby Taylor, a former pastor at LifeChurch.com, stood between the two windows to officiate a ceremony that had to be kept short because of the push of regular customers behind Mr. Thompson. That's what I'm fucking saying. The person behind is like, what the fuck is going on? I need to I need to get my Dunkin' before I go to work. I need my sugar water with caffeine before I go to work. Mm-hmm. I need my shitty cake donut for my dumb kid before I go to work. What the fuck is this going on in front of me? They had an audience of approximately 30 regulars, friends, and family to cheer them on as they shared their first kiss as husband and wife. Miss Good and Mr. Thompson, who clinked coffee cups instead of champagne glasses, were humbled by the show of support. And Our then story she finished wasn't... her shift. Yeah. <laughs> and then she finished her shift. <laughs> <laughs> Our story wasn't glamour, but it was true romance, Miss Good said. I mean, it's very sweet, you know. I said, I don't know if this is trash. Erica, they got married at a fucking Dunkin' Donuts. This is trash. <laughs> I'm I'm a romantic at heart. Yeah, and you're a piece of shit. Trash. So, like, <laughs> no shit that you love this story. I like it, too. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you're not going to tell me that, like, a woman in her Dunkin' Donuts uniform getting married through white streamers on a drive through window in the middle of the fucking breakfast rush isn't trash you know what i stand corrected <laughs> speaking of standing corrected oh um, boy yeah well i like it according to cbc uh this is canada british columbia news a british columbian british columbia are they british columbian they're canadian yes. uh british oh that's a great question because it is british columbia but are they british canadian or british columbian Uh, Who gives a shit? So a Canadian vice principal fired after forcing boys to prove that they were wearing underwear because uh, she found some soiled briefs in the bathroom. Vice president at a Francophone school in Comax was fired after she made every boy in grades 3 through 11 show her their underwear to prove that they hadn't left the pair of soiled briefs in the bathroom. Her name is Delphine Yvette André Guillaume. And she lost her job at That's what the school's called. Accurate. That was right, right? Yes, 100%. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, this is uh, creepy. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Did you ever get into an accident at school? I used to pee my pants in elementary school. Can you imagine the shame? I mean, you, I mean I'm sure you felt bad. Here's what felt shitty about it. You know, because like... Um, if we had to look on the scale of like, hey, is Cassandra built like a mousy, cute little model or is she built like a linebacker? I'm definitely like on the right side, you know, with the linebackers. And so and I've always been this way, like I was always taller than everyone until high school. That's finally when the boys started to catch up to me. And so it was difficult in high, in elementary school. I was in high school. I did not pee myself in high school. I didn't fucking do it. I didn't. It was hard in elementary school when you're like this like big, tall, like first grader who kept peeing her pants on accident. And then you'd go to the nurse's office and they didn't have a lot of pants that fit me. You know, I'm was, so sorry. That's like, awful. <laughs> They just like there was like two pairs of jeans that like they just would have that could possibly fit my abnormally large frame. <laughs> That's what I remember being the worst part about peeing my pants at school was that like the nurses had to like struggle to find jeans to fit 
this monstrous first grader. <laughs> so, yeah. To be honest, I trusted a fart recently and shit my own pants <laughs> sitting on my... <laughs> sitting on my couch recently. That's funny, I, girl. I was home alone and had to deal with the shame. So I feel bad for this child that soiled themselves at school, but then the principal deciding to find out who the culprit was feels yeah. inappropriate. Well, it's, yeah, it's inappropriate on a couple levels. A, you know, you 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 shit your one time. One time I pooped my shorts, um, and I was like, I didn't know what to do with them, mm-hmm. so I left them. I left them in a trash can. Yeah. I left them, you know? And I like I was like pulling into a hotel, you know? It was just like it was taking so long for check-in and I was like violently ill from something I ate. And so I'm like literally like, "Hey, do you have a bathroom?" And they're like, "No, you but you know, you can use the bathroom in the room." And so like I was with my mom and I was like, "Mom, just check into the room." And then like by the time I got in the room, like it was too late. And so I left the hotel. I it, it's a hotel room, but I left the shorts. What are you going to do? I can't carry those around. I can't no. travel with those. No, those are forever unclean. Yeah. So like, should this culprit have left the soiled underwear on top of the toilet lid? No. But like, also like, th- you can't just ask a bunch of little boys to show you their undies. Yeah, That's not allowed. She asked all of the male students to line up in the hallway and repeat this exercise. She made an announcement over the PA system to visit every classroom. Can you imagine? No other adult there was like, hey, um, Delphine, I don't think that this is a good idea. Are we suddenly in Quebec? (laughs) Wait, what do they speak in British Columbia? Canadian. Oh, hey, hey, Delphine. (laughs) Hey there. Sorry to interrupt your... Your little underwear search, but uh, I don't know if this is the right way to go about it. Better? Yeah, that sounded a lot better. Thanks. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry for calling out your shit. (laughs) No, it's cool. I'm just thinking to myself that I'm glad that we finally found the the episode of Trashy Trashy where you and I get to talk about being adults who shit themselves. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I don't eat well sometimes, and it catches (laughs) up to me. Oh, I love that. Speaking of being close to God. Yes. Just pulled that one out. There's a Sun Valley mega church, Grace Community Church, that uh, is in trouble with the Los Angeles County public health officials. This is according to ABC7. Because they've been holding indoor worship services during COVID. An estimated 7,000 people attend this congregation. That's a lot of people to be inside during COVID. Singing without mask on. I just, I just can't. So they had been ordered by a county judge to stop holding church services, but the church has refused to follow that ruling. So now they've had, it looks like there's a little bit of an outbreak. There's at least three confirmed cases from this. This is the kind of shit where it's like, when I say like, oh man, like I'm trying to be really safe with COVID, but I could get that shit at Trader Joe's. That's because people do this shit and then they go to the same Trader Joe's as me. Isn't Aren't you finding any convenience in the fact that church can be online now? I don't want to get preachy, but isn't God anywhere that you go? Or can't you make a house of worship anywhere? Can't you open that up? Get me on my soapbox, but if you talk with God, 
How is that not your house of worship? Wherever I don't you need, talk with God. I don't need to go to this mega church because Jesus has been in my heart the whole time. You know what I'm saying? When when I looked down in the sand, there was one set of footprints. Because and that's because Jesus was carrying me the whole time. Sounds like you were carrying Jesus. <laughs> I <laughs> don't am, remember walking. I am a bit of a linebacker myself. I, I <laughs> have been known to pick pick a person up or so. Welcome to the Lady Linebacker Podcast. My name is Grunt, and this is Erica. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a cool nickname. I just like the, yeah, you're right. My name is Grunt, and her name is, I, I the, the name that's coming to my mind is Barf, but that can't be your name. I love it. <laughs> okay, so Grunt and Barf? Yeah. Lady Linebackers, Grunt and Barf. Yeah, that sounds about, about right. Jesus in their heart. You know, I was driving, and um, I took my hands off the wheel. But and I who was there? Like Jesus. He took it. He, he took, took the wheel. wheel. Take the... Nope, I'm not going to sing. I think that it's it's dangerous. I understand the compulsion to have a house of worship, but I don't understand how they haven't converted these to online and why this church is refusing. And now there's a COVID outbreak. Yeah, you know, it was not an if, it was a when. And uh, now they in trouble. But I mean, there's like a lot of things that I like doing online better now that I hope never go back to being in person. And like I said, I just feel like church would be one of those things. Give examples of other things you like. Mm, This. Yeah. (laughs) Not having to see your stupid fucking face in person, Erica. No, (laughs) it is convenient to do the podcasts I do from the comfort of my own home. Although I would like to see you. I think, I mean, like... Doing work at home is great. Don't want to ever have to go back into the studio I work at. No. If I can, if, if I can help it. Award shows. You know, I go. I attend a lot of award shows. Uh huh. All from home. Game shows. I like that. I like that movies are released on streaming services now. I don't have to go to the theater. So mostly your your issue is is leaving and go, having to find parking somewhere. <laughs> yes. 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 I was just having this conversation with someone. I said. I never was a late person until COVID. Like I kind of didn't, I I tried not to be late. Sometimes I was late, but I wasn't a late person, you know? And now I'm like, I'm a fucking late person. I'm late every week when we do this. I am late when I do have like limited, like social engagements with people from my like quarantine pod or like outdoor stuff, always fucking late. And I just like quarantine has made me this way. And I think it comes down to the fact that I don't get to take lifts and Ubers that uh, help me find parking. I think that I have noticed that for work, I am waking up a little bit later and a little bit later just to make it to work on time. I I have figured out how long it takes me to bathe, eat breakfast, and walk 30 feet to my computer. And that is how long I will sleep. 30 feet. All right, money bags. uh, Well, (laughs) I have no sense of distance. You know who else doesn't have a sense of distance? Oh, oh Lord. Who? Mr. Phil Collins. Mm, he could really feel it coming in the air tonight, couldn't he? I don't think he felt this one coming. According to mirror.co.uk slash 3am slash celebrity news. Is it only funny to me if I read the whole website? Phil Collins was left heartbroken when the ex-wife that he recently rekindled the romance with decided to dump him via text. 69-year-old Phil was hoping that his ex-wife, Oreen 
Kobe might change her mind, but it appears too late because she has already married someone else. You. So Phil Collins has been married a whopping three times. No judgment. And uh, so I shouldn't have used the word whopping. But he and uh, his third wife, or what'd you call it? Orreen? Orianne? Orianne? Orreen? <clears throat> they got married back in 1999. Had a couple, had a couple kids. And then they broke up in 2008, the year I graduated high school. Perhaps those two events were related. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he moved back, or he moved to Miami in 2016 to be closer to those sons. And he fell back in love with his ex-wife. And then she sent a text being like, BRB found some number one else gonna try this. LOL. Smiley face, sad face, bride emoji explosion, (laughs) which means found someone and would like to try and see if I can be happy again. Now, I know someone that was also divorced via text message. And really? it was, yeah, it was pretty metal. If you Is think that about allowed? It. I think so. <laughs> I've, I look, I've cut people loose via text message before, but mm-hmm. I'm talking like, if it's more than like six months, like, well, let's, there's different levels. Sure. But like, you know, you do reach a, a point where you gotta, you gotta do it in person, at least a phone call. I've broken up. Years long relationships, long distance uh, via phone call. And I felt shitty that I didn't do it in person. They were long distance, though? We were about an hour away from each other. Oh, you could have made that drive. I could have made that drive. I chose not to and did it via phone call. Well, you know, whatever. What can you do? Like I said, I've I've broken up many a thing over text message. And it's I, I see the, uh, the appeal because you can be calculated. Although this is one sentence long, so that's not really calculated. Normally, you can like kind of type up a novel, like send it off to your friends. You're like, what do you think? They can come back with notes, edits, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, take out this. This sounds accusatory. Put in this emoji. Put in the poop emoji, whatever. And yeah, she really, uh, she just, I mean, kind of badass, but also like super fucked up. Yeah, it was a, I mean, to be married twice to the same person is not I don't think they got married again. Oh, they just rekindled the romance. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And then she got married to a guitarist in secret. Wow. That is... Which means that she was doing both relationships at the same time. How do you juggle? I can barely keep up with one. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> it's um, exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she said to Phil Collins, you'll be in my heart. But then she went to the other guy and said, and you'll be in my heart. And then... Um, that's all I know of that song, but I know it's from the Tarzan soundtrack. But that's all we can afford uh, licensing-wise, so that's perfect. Oh, okay. I can. I don't know how on-key I was, so they might not recognize it. <laughs> Speaking of you might not recognize it, according to thecut.com, the New Yorker has suspended staff writer Jeffrey Tubin after an unfortunate and mysterious Zoom dick incident, henceforth known as ZDI. According to the motherboard... Tubin exposed himself to various New Yorker colleagues at a WNYC employee during a video call last week. Hours later, the motherboard updated its reporting with input from two people who were on the call who said he had, in fact, been masturbating. Now, do we call this unfortunate and mysterious when a man masturbates on camera during a Zoom call? Because 
like, it's not unfortunate, mysterious. It's just, oh, he decided to masturbate during a work Zoom call. Well, I suppose that is unfortunate, but it's not mysterious, I guess. But he maintains that he only got his penis out on accident. What? Does that, is that a thing? How do you, I don't have a penis and I never have. So I don't understand maybe some of the mechanics, but I think that they stay in the pants unless you intentionally bring them out. Yeah, I mean, I, it's got to depend on the pants, I suppose, but like, it certainly doesn't wiggle out on its own, right? No, I... I, have, I don't have a penis, nor have I ever either. I have encountered some, and <clears throat> I don't recall them having that much, like, autonomy. I believe he said, I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me and thought I had muted the Zoom video call. And I did all this because I realized that my dick was coming out of my pants. I said, oh my God, I better make sure I'm not visible or I better make sure I mute this because my dick is coming out. Why are you accidentally falling out? I mean, look, I've, I've had a boob fall out before. I've, I've slipped, I've had a boob without, I've worn dresses that were low cut or, you know, insidious, if you will. Sure. Uh, one time I was on my way to a first date and I went to, I bought a new dress because I was like, mm, fucking treat yourself, girl. Mm-hmm. And on my way there, the strap, like the right strap, it's like a spaghetti strap, broke under the pressure of these bazongas. Of this and heavy like, bosom. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, that's a problem. And so I had to text this person and say, hey, do you have a safety pin? To which she was like, I actually don't. And I said, cool beans. I will be five minutes late. And I had to walk into Gelson's or wherever the fuck and buy safety pins. And there was Gelson's, so they cost me $15 probably. And then I had to like pin my dress back up because I didn't want to slip titty all night. (laughs) Maybe you could have gotten a second date if you had. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I had a girlfriend that her beautiful wedding, her beat heavy beaded wedding dress was spaghetti strapped and Mm. it broke and she had Mm. to safety pin her wedding dress at her reception. And I felt awful for her. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dress cost me like 15 bucks. Uh, as much my... as the safety pins. <laughs> yes, it did. I Trust me, I was I zeroed out. I did not. I was definitely in the red that night. So look, everyone's talking about this story. Jeffrey Tubin. Apparently they were doing like some sort of like model like debate type thing. And he was supposed to be representing like the courts, which I thought was like kind of funny, you know, because like. We're all kind of getting jerked off in our uh, courts right now. <laughs> uh, not in a good way. Right. Um, but he, they were all taking a break. Like the Republican, the people who are playing the Republicans, the people who are playing Democrats were all taking a break to kind of come up with their next debate improv. tactic. Debate. And then, it, it, uh, yeah, improv. Ew, improv. And uh, yeah, he like lowered his camera. He, the anonymous people said it looked like he was on a separate call. And then he lowered his camera you saw the PP, and then his camera turned off. What blows my mind about this story is a so many things, but mostly how many people have like come to his defense. 
I'm not kidding you. I think that men are doing this. Don't understand. The conditions have, the moon has to be in the right position. The conditions have to be right. I disagree with that. I have stopped many a work day in the middle of the day to go and masturbate. I'm working from my house. This is just what I'm going to do. Like, (laughs) sue me. Okay. But never on the call. This is where I draw the line personally. And where, you know, Jeffrey Tubin probably should have drew the line. He was doing like a fucking staged event. I just don't understand how, how, or why, um, but... Men are shocking. That's all men I've Men are wild. <laughs> if you ever listen to my other podcast, the Nooner podcast, I feel like something similar came up about this where when we were talking about this story, they were like, all had talked about how all of them have jerked off at work before in the bathroom. And I was like, What? And but it was so cavalier that it was like, oh, you, okay. So every male coworker I've ever had, I assume that you've jerked off in a bathroom before, just in the middle of the day. According to random sampling, it it seems so. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. <laughs> uh, we we share the planet with these monsters. <laughs> get get your house in order, okay? CC all men. CC men, lock it up. It can wait. It It can. It can wait. It can wait. Like there should be a PSA, like there is for texting and driving. It can wait. (laughs) Hey, it can wait. (laughs) Did you see Susan's cleavage? Hey, it can wait. It can wait. Did you know that every year, fourteen thousand men are caught masturbating at work? Don't become a statistic. It can wait. A statistic. Nice. <laughs> I would high five you if this was a person. That was purely accidental, but I'm going to claim it like it was on purpose. Fuck yeah. Speaking of lock it up. Lock um, him up. Lock him up. According to the Daily Mail. Hey, did we ever find out if we should stop using this website? Have not heard in. Have not. Uh, no one has weighed in yet. Okay. Please. If you are one of our European listeners, please let us know if we need to knock off using this website. Because God forbid we are using a fucking shitty website. Oh, but they've got the trashiest news stories. So Billy McFarland, the Fire Festival founder and fraudster, announced his latest venture from prison, which is a podcast called Dumpster Fire. This motherfucker. Let me just tell you how angry I was when I read that. I mean, we... We are the dumpster fires. We cultivated an image and a, and a tone. How dare you come in, Billy? And this stupid motherfucker is bringing up something that we all are ready. We're over it. Oh, my God. You're going to talk about the fire Festival now? Bitch, that is so 2019. Nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody gives a flying fuck. Okay. I, I feel like I'm already, I'm, I'm getting into it much. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll talk about the story and then I'll fucking pop off. McFarland said he wanted to tell his side of the story. So he is recording 15-minute episodes, which is the allotted 15-minute phone call he gets from prison. In a clip from the first episode, attained by the DailyMail.com, McFarland says, What the fuck was I thinking? He also said that three months in solitary confinement was the hardest, most impactful period of my life. It was so much needed for reality. So, he is serving- okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given a good thumbs up for solitary confinement, not what the world needs. 
Nope. McFarlane is currently serving six years behind bars for the fraud after he conned out millions to fund his fake music festival, Fire Festival. He hopes that his podcast will help pay off the $26 million he owes in restitutions. And he claims to have contacted COVID while serving his sentence in the Elkton Federal Correctional Facility in Ohio. Hey, this is Billy McFarlane. Just want to let you know that when I get out of prison, the first thing I'm going to do is buy a Lisa mattress. Lisa, that comes... <laughs> It comes to your door in the size of a refrigerator box. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm in prison. <laughs> and the way I pass time is by paying best fiends. <laughs> That's <laughs> friends without the R. Whenever I get prison letters from my uh, multiple pen pals and fake wives, I know that I want them to use stamps.com. That's stamps.com. <laughs> McFarlane was placed in a 23-hour solitary confinement and may remain there for up to 90 days or more, pending an investigation, according to consequencesofsound.net, as punishment for starting the podcast. Whoa! Consequences of Sound. That's your favorite website, girl. It made the news. Um, Okay, so here's why I'm upset. Mm -hmm. This guy upsets me in general. Mm -hmm. But those two documentaries were fucking awesome. Like, I watched them both. I enjoyed them both. And in both, you can see that he's kind of like a sociopath, like narcissist. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to hear his side of the story when I don't think that he's capable of apologizing or capable of really knowing what, like, he's saying, what the fuck was I thinking? Because he's in jail. (laughs) I think he's just like, oh, Man, that was a bad con. I should be a better con man. What the fuck was I thinking with that con? I don't want to fucking hear this asshole. I literally don't give two shits about him. That's fair. I mean, (laughs) that's totally fair. He is a garbage person. He ripped off tons of really spoiled little brats and influencers. And he needs to make restitutions to rich frat boys that he conned. I've been working a lot in the kitchens and the thing that teaches me how to cook when I get out of prison is HelloFresh. Folks, if you use HelloFresh and use the code name Dumpster, you'll get 30% off. Ooh, if he takes code name Dumpster away from us. If he takes it, I'll... Nope. We claim it, podcast advertisers. We claim it. We own Dumpster. Will we probably use a different one? Yes, but in case we want to use Dumpster, it's ours. Fuck you, Billy McFarland. Fuck you, Billy McFarland. I don't want to listen to what he has to say. I was obsessed with the Fire Festival as it was happening. I was obsessed with the two documentaries, Mm -hmm. but I don't give a shit. (laughs) I mean, and I don't know why they keep calling it a fake festival. Like, it happened. (laughs) (laughs) The fake festival. I mean, there's there's tents. They tried. (laughs) people flew to an island yeah like they didn't get like catfished necessarily it 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 was there sandwiches like as if he's the most interesting thing sorry nothing that you're gonna say on this 15 minute podcast is gonna be better than that guy at the documentary who said he was about to suck dick for water oh that was the most iconic line of all time and that that is to me a resume and that man should deserve any job that he wants special skills I'll, i'll suck your dick for water. for water. Yeah. I will go above and beyond to get the job done. Enough said. <laughs> Speaking of above and beyond, Disney has taken on a disclaimer for the negative depictions of race in some of its early titles. Yeah, according to IndieWire.com, some of the Disney animated classics now come with the caveat regarding their dated stereotypes. 
So we got Peter Pan, we got Aristocats, I believe Dumbo, uh, Swiss Family Robinson. They're going to have disclaimers rolling out messages ahead of the movies that say, may contain negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. And I kind of think this is good. Yeah. I mean, it's garbage that it happened, but I think talking about the stereotypes that are depicted now is going to be positive. And I I applaud Disney for taking these steps. Now, I want to say this well aware that this is not my culture, so I shouldn't be the voice on what is good and what is bad. Mm -hmm. But I personally believe that this is better than taking them down altogether. Because I, you know, like there was a whole thing a few months ago where Tina Fey was trying to get the two episodes of 30 Rock that featured blackface. She was trying to get them removed from like platforms. Mm -hmm. You can have all of 30 Rock, but get rid of these two episodes that take out that have blackface. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, blackface is horrible and so offensive, but you fucking did it. So like, instead of just removing it and protecting your legacy, like put a disclaimer and say, yeah, this is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. The disclaimer does not have to, and I like Disney's disclaimers because it's not trying to say who's a different time. Doesn't matter. This is this episode features a negative depiction mm-hmm. and appropriation and something super fucked up in it. Exaggerated stereotypical traits such as you know whatever it was and and perpetuating stereotypes. Yeah. So Peter Pan has indigenous people in it. Yes. Dumbo and- has. The crows. The crows. The Aristocats has a harmful cat. Asian stereotype. Yes. I watched the Aristocats when Disney Plus showed up. Mm-hmm. Showed up on my TV for free. <laughs> Just kidding. I paid for it. Oh, fuck. Um, but it was a, like a year ago, and I was watching all my favorite old movies. And I, I used to like everything that was uh, animals. So like 101 Donations, my favorite. Aristocats, loved it. Fox and the Hound fucked with it hard. And yeah, I watched it and I caught that scene and I was like blown away. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty shocking stuff. I haven't rewatched it, but I remember the scene vividly and it's, oof. Yeah, it was worse than I remembered it. That's for fucking sure. But you know what? Good for you, Disney. They and that's learn- not something that I say very often. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn how these stories have impacted society, you can visit Disney.com slash stories matter. That was nice. Yeah. But you know what does matter is credit. And when you do yes. something, you want credit for it. Yes. Such as the dumpster fire. Fucking Billy McFarland. Fuck you, Billy McFarland. Sorry. Okay, no, I'll, I'll stay on track. According to page6.com, Erica Giardi blasts a fan who asked for meme credit. Erica Girardi is a real housewife of Beverly Hills who goes by Erica Jane when she's a pop star. And she has a song called How Many Fucks Do I Give? And it seems as she gave none. So there was a meme that has um, her, Robin Dixon and Lisa Rinna all sporting the same pink dress. And the meme compares them to the pink ladies in Greece. So Erica, she reposted this meme and the person who made it was like hey that's my photo can you credit me please and she already responded actually it's not your photo it's bravo and paramount photo but okay cute meme though and then the person was like i know but the meme and the caption were my idea i'm a huge fan of yours and nearly passed out when i saw that you posted my meme i just wanted credit for it and in my post i credited bravo for the photo thanks and she still was like no 
The way you get more credit for your ideas is to come up with your own and stop leaving comments on my page about how you feel wrong, she responded. These images do not belong to you. Now go make some interesting shit that I can promote. I am a big fan of Erica Jane. She is one of my favorite housewives. And this was disappointing to me. The meme account was Brands by Bravo, just to give them credit. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. I mean... I'm going to humanize this person that I've never heard of in my life mm-hmm. because I don't watch the housewives. Sounds like someone was having a bad day. I just don't know why else you would have that response. Like, yeah, just, it was Kurt for no reason. Yeah. Just fucking put the fucking at brands by Bravo in your fucking, you know, caption. In the Easy tag. peasy. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just really disappointing, and a lot of people have recently turned on Erica Girardi for being, quote, boring. Wow. And this was disappointing. Is that how you take them down? Is like, oh, you're boring? Yeah. For a that's housewife, like that's like a death, Yeah, that's a death sentence for a housewife. Wow. Wow. The only housewife that can get away with being boring is Robin Dixon from The Real Housewives of Potomac, and that's because she is the most beautiful woman And she's always a little sleepy, and I don't mind it one bit. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Fine. The only only boring housewife. Yeah. Credit, credit, where credit is due, I say. Yes, absolutely. So this story is a little crazy. This is all speculation. So we just wanted to say, allegedly, at the beginning of this story. Again, we really need to start saying at the beginning of every podcast, allegedly, the following things have happened. (laughs) (laughs) According to Insider.com, the Zion hiker Holly Curtier, who disappeared for two weeks, has been found recovered. That's that's the facts of the story. However, Sergeant Daryl Cashin, who helped the search and rescue effort, now says he has some questions about Courtier's stories and pointed out some discrepancies. For example, her daughter told CNN that her mother hit her head early in the hike and became so dehydrated that she couldn't open her mouth. Cashin says he doubts this, adding that park officials said she was able to leave the park largely unassisted. Cashin questioned how Courtier was able to survive for almost two weeks without food or water, as the family has said. Courtier said she followed the river to get herself out and drank from river water. However, Cashin Cashin said said if she had been drinking that water, unless she had some really high immune system, she would have been very, very ill and probably unable to come out on her own. So she either took a lot of water with her or had another clean water source that that was near here. But the Virgin River is not that source. Well, what the fuck does he think she got? I think something else is going on. Oh, again, this is allegedly, but she looked fine when she came out of this two-week disappearance like she she appears to be just fine but i mean I, show me a fucking skinny white lady that comes out of zion not looking fine um, it's incredible like i won't go to zion because i know i won't be fine <laughs> my roommate did that for a bachelorette party she's like oh we're going to zion i was like ew you're gonna go fucking hiking for a bachelorette party she's like well apparently it's really beautiful there i'm like <laughs> okay are you guys gonna drink no we're gonna hike Okay. Yeah, nature kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to like hate on like nature. I like nature. I'm just saying like for a bachelorette party, you know, or even to get Instagram photos, it's like, oh man, that is a 
fucking drip. But you know what? I know people who have been to Zion and they really do think it's very pretty. So maybe this Holly Cotier was just, mm, just surviving on beauty. I remember following the story when she went missing and being deeply concerned. That's nice of you, Erica. I I follow several nature-loving Facebook groups, and this was uh, much the talk. And a lot of the fellow members were worried about her safety. (laughs) Mm. Well, we don't know where she drank from. I mean, also, like, Sergeant Daryl Cashin might be a fucking hater. That's fair. I guess I should believe women, but I mean, like, maybe he's just, like, an asshole. He's like, I don't know, I can't. I had that river water and then I had a fart that I thought I could trust. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe she's, I I don't know. Who do we believe? I just, I just need more of the story to come out. Also, how do they know that we hit her head? Like, like, was she alone the whole time? Yes. She, she was like alone, missing, but, uh, my speculation, and this is purely my speculation, is that she just peaced out and went to a Ramada for two weeks. Oh. <laughs> and then. So did she go in with her family, though? That's what I'm confused about. No, she went alone. She left California late one night, made it to Zion, got lost for two weeks, and then was found out just outside of the park. And what are the ages of her kids? I am unaware. Are they like drown you in a bathtub age if I don't go and uh, tell everyone I'm hiking for two weeks? Uh, Maybe. Are Maybe. we, what's the Chardonnay budget, you know, mm-hmm. for Holly normally? Like, did she, because if we're talking about sneaking off to a Ramada and then all of a sudden she sees her name on a nature fucking Facebook, she's like, oh, fuck, my family thinks I'm fucking missing. I'm not going to go to fucking Zion. And then she like takes all her chips from fucking Vegas where she actually wasn't, oh, shit. You know, like, uh, uh, what do I do? Help, I was lost. Help. Two weeks. So thirsty. <laughs> I found the river. I, I was in the river. I hit my head. It's like, no, Holly, you hit your head doing cocaine bumps in downtown Vegas, you wild bitch. I love you. Oh, boy. May, may her and her family never listen to this podcast. This is all alleged, okay? This is our speculation. <laughs> just guessing okay i don't know all i know is that i don't know if i'll ever go to zion now <laughs> that's too bad because whenever somebody makes the severe mistake of proposing to me again i was gonna maybe take us up there for bachelorette party will there be drinking no just hiking oh hard pass speaking <laughs> of hard pass <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one According to Consequences of Sound, Kid Rock attended the presidential debate and had to be told to wear a mask. So in case you were wondering, Donald Trump was competing with the most racist person in the room. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know if Kid Rock's a racist, but, you know. If the shoe fits. If someone said, hey, Kid Rock's a racist, I'd be like, yeah, I know. It checks out. (laughs) Yeah. Or if someone said, Kid Rock is an idiot, but he's actually not a racist, I'd be like, Okay. The Detroit rocker was a guest of Donald Trump's and has been seen joining Trump on the golf course and playing at his rallies. He was also in attendance at Thursday night's debate in Nashville's Belmont University, where he unsurprisingly had to be compelled to wear a mask. Yeah, he was seated next to eccentric PGA golfer and fellow Trump supporter John Daly. And they both seemed to think that they could just plop down without masks. 
Face covers were required at the indoor event, and a member of the debate commission eventually confronted the pair and provided them with masks to put on. Rock and Daly also made sure to pull them down completely for non-socially distanced selfie. Posting a picture on Twitter, Daly wrote, Beyond blessed to watch one of the best. At POTUS, hashtag Trump, at hashtag presidential debate 2020, hashtag debate 2020, with my boy, at Kid Rock, Trump, mother, fuck us. Hashtag Bawa to ba. Now, I guess John Daly is known for throwing like Happy Gilmore style golfing tantrums. I don't okay. know. I'm not familiar. <laughs> Kid Rock is known for, you know, being marrying not- Loretta Lynn. He's been previously featured on this podcast. You're right. Featured on I mean- this podcast. Not much else. You ever want to just throw the brakes on a party? You get your hands on that ox cord and you put on Bawa to ba. Oh, yeah? Yeah, maybe not so much now with, like, the Trump stuff, but that kind of was a move of mine. I was like, watch this, everybody. <laughs> this party is over. <laughs> ball to ball to bang to bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, like, fuck, unless you're at an improv party. And, and then, then improvisers, it. yes, and, and they sing along. Yeah. Oh, this is why I can't date them. <laughs> Both Kid Rock and John Daly have tweeted urging their followers to wear masks, though their recent actions seem to speak louder than their words. Well, that's nice. That just came came around, didn't it? That just just a little loop, just a little improv kiss, just a little herald of a of a moment. Speaking of a herald, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> This next story was sent in by multiple listeners, and we thank you Ooh. very much. One of them being Cheyenne Felker, the other being Brant Kale, and the other being my Uncle Richard. <laughs> oh, hi, Uncle Richard. Sorry for all the things I say about Oklahoma. No, this story just kind of confirms some of the things I think about Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma men accused of performing unlawful surgeries on male victims' genitalia. Womp, womp, womp. Two men were accused Wednesday in a criminal charge of performing an illegal gender reassignment surgery on a volunteer at their cabin in the woods and then keeping the body part in a freezer, possibly to eat later. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're never going to know. Like, I wasn't hungry when we started, but I might be hungry later, you know? Bob Lee Allen, 53, and Thomas Evan Gates, 42, were arrested on October 15th after going to the hospital in, in McAllister to try to visit the victim, the LaFleur County Sheriff Rodney Derryberry said on Tuesday. Rodney Derryberry? How cute. Vote Derryberry. County Sheriff Rodney Derryberry here at your service. Vote Derryberry. Ugh. Dairy berry sounds like something I shouldn't eat unless I want to have diarrhea. I can't say it's cult activity, Sheriff Dairy Berry told reporters. It is something that we have never seen in my career run across this part of the country. It is borderline some type of activity. We know there's a lot of rumors out there, but at this time, there's no danger to the public. Well, that's nice. The 28-year-old victim had flown from Virginia to Dallas and then was driving to the cabin in southeast Oklahoma for the surgery, according to the court affidavit. The- Sounds like he wanted to get it taken off. Yeah. The victim made contact with Alan through a website while searching for online castrations and related terms. Whoa, dude. The website requires registration to access. In registration box, welcome is a note from... Eunuch Maker and the EM Crew. God, the internet's a crazy place. The victim reported Alan claimed to have had 15 years of experience and that 
He videos the procedures for personal use. The victim also reported Alan told him the surgery wouldn't cost him anything. Bro, what is up, my friend? I'm not, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but maybe, I don't know, therapy? Yeah, lots of therapy, universal health insurance so that you can get this taken care of in a... No, yeah, if you want, if you want that... If you want that for yourself and you know you want it, yeah, maybe maybe we don't do it in a cabin in the woods, like mm, health insurance. The victim told investigators that Alan performed the removal on October 12th on a makeshift table at the residence and that Gabe's helped by handing over the surgical equipment, according to the affidavit. The victim said he was awake for the two-hour surgery after being injected in the needed areas. <sighs> The victim stated that after the surgery was over, that Alan said he was going to consume the parts and laughed that he was a can- and said that he was a cannibal. <laughs> what? I just, um, I mean, this story just keeps on giving. Yeah. The, t- uh, the victim also said that Alan talked about the time he worked on someone that he described to be crazy and that he left the mail opened up to die overnight. Okay. Hold on. Who's getting arrested here? The arrested is Bobby Lee Allen and Thomas Evan Gates. I got a question for you, Erica. Uh-huh. And you're a lawyer. Yes. Can you press charges against someone performing illegal surgery on you when you got there willingly? Well, that's a great question, Cass. And I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I, maybe I'm a libertarian, but I'm I'm like, that's your free will. <laughs> I'm not asking you to open up the law books, you know, crack them open. I'm cracking um, them open. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dust. Yeah. I mean, like the, the victim said Alan took him to the hospital the next day because he had a lot of bleeding after first telling him no morgue, no ER. He said Alan told him that if he passed out or died, that he would dump him in the woods. According to the affidavit, Alan, he said Alan instructed him to say, He'd done it to himself once they arrived to the hospital. Now, when they ask you, you say you've done it to yourself. Do you hear me? You hear me, boy? Oh, man. He told Um, the medical personnel that the two men tried to get him to participate in cannibalism as well. Would you want to eat some of this? Honestly, we make this more as a family meal. It's family servings. I'll, I'll eat some. You'll eat some. Have you been to our cannibal shack before? Okay, so just so you know, everything on the menu is is meant to be shared. Yeah, so like just the penis is for two to three people, and then the penis and the balls would be more of like a four to five people kind of meal. Okay, thanks so much. Did you want to start with anything to drink? Uh, yes, could I have some liquid semen? Yes, absolutely. We have some from 2015. It's really nice. I'll open up the bottle for you. Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a search of the cabin on October 15th, investigators found a plastic bag with what appeared to be testicles in a deep freeze in the bedroom. I like my testicles in a deep freeze. This story just keeps on giving. Hillbilly doctors, cannibalism. I wouldn't call it gender reassignment surgery. I think that that was an incorrect byline. I think he wanted to become a eunuch. Yeah, because if this is a gender reassignment thing, then I almost kind of like feel bad that we keep saying he, 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 he. Right. I'm that's, just that's us saying the pronoun, not us laughing. Right. <laughs> you know, this God is just it, the dumbass fucking joke. This oh, is just Jesus. the way it's written. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. But uh, sometimes you want to live a eunuch life. 
Would you ever participate in cannibalism? Is that a serious question? Have I asked you this before? I don't. Something about it feels familiar, but I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of just want to do it just to say I put on my resume cannibal. Erica, I already you, we already have on our resumes. We'll suck dick for water. We don't need to say I'll eat your balls like frozen pieces of mochi. I mean, I feel like becoming a cannibal is the only way to get like a Wikipedia entry. That's not true. <laughs> With the way my career is projecting, I think. <laughs> we could just get some more listeners on this podcast and we might be able to get a Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll hold off on cannibalism for now. Put that fork down, Erica. <laughs> Where's Winston? <laughs> bless his heart. No, oh, bless his heart. I'm just saying, in a survival situation, could you become a cannibal? Survival situation? Fuck yeah. Okay. I got to. Yeah. I got to be the boss. Yeah. Your will for your will for life is that strong. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to, but I got to do it. You know. Fair like, enough. And I will wait. I will wait. Mm-hmm. Before we get there, you know, I am a, I'm a, a giving leader. Sure. What was it? The, what was that? So- it's like fucking horrible to bring up. It's like that soccer team or something like that. And their flight crashed on an island. And yeah. And they had to resort to cannibalism. Again, they have a Wikipedia page. Put that fucking fork down, Erica. <laughs> uh, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, baby. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. It's the dumpster fire. Of the week. The best dumpster fire I've ever that's ever been. The most fabulous dumpster fire. That was like a cross between my Bernie Sanders and my Donald Trump, which kind of sound similar. Uh, If you could Frankenstein the two of them together. You would get me. (laughs) No, my Bernie Sanders. The top 1% of this country needs this. And then my Donald Trump is... Very good, very... It's like there's no difference. There's literally no difference. And like, I think like in one of them, my hands are up and the other one, my hands are kind of down. Okay. That's it. It's a visual medium that I can see, but I get it. I know when you're Trump and I know when you're Bernie. Do you have a Trump? We're going to do so much for this country. No, I don't have a Trump. (laughs) I just realized... I just realized halfway through that that I do not have a good Trump. You didn't even make it halfway through before you realized what a mistake you just made. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Wow. Put that fork down. No. Okay. According to news.yahoo.com, Donald Trump's Twitter account was hacked last week after a Dutch researcher correctly guessed the president's password, which was all lowercase MAGA 2020. Exclamation exclamation point. point. Great. Good guess. Victor Givers, a security expert, had access to Trump's direct messages, and he could post tweets in the name and change the profile, according to D. Volkskrant newspaper. So Givers, who previously managed to log into Trump's account in 2016, he gained access by guessing Trump's password uh, on his fifth attempt. He said, I expected to be blocked after four failed attempts, or at least would be asked to provide additional information. What do you think Trump's security questions are? (laughs) Which daughter do you want to fuck? Ivanka. (laughs) Who have you disappointed the most in your life? My father. (laughs) What high school did you go to? Didn't. (laughs) 
Twitter, however, has denied the report. We've seen no evidence to collaborate the claim, including from the article published in the Netherlands today. We proactively implemented account security measures for a designated group of high-profile election-related Twitter accounts in the United States, including federal branches of the government, a Twitter spokesperson said in a statement. How would they know? If the guy said he did it, he did it. Yeah. I mean, Gevers told the newspaper that he he the ease to which he accessed the account made it seem as if basic security measures like two-step verification were not on. Is he trying to stick it to the president or Twitter? I think a little of both. I think he's just trying to say, look how easy this was. I don't think he has an agenda. He didn't tweet on the behalf. Like, he didn't do anything. He even tried to warn them and bring it to their attention, tagging the CIA, the White House, the FBI, and Twitter themselves with no response. That's because all of these people don't care about him. A day after he gained access, Gevers noticed the two-step verification had been activated on Trump's account. Two days later, the Secret Service got in touch and, according to him, thanked him for bringing the security problem to their attention. So in 2016, when he hacked into account, the Trump- Trump's password was, you're fired. All lowercase, all one word. Is he? Never mind. I know the answer to that question. <laughs> it's like a parody of himself. Uh, our president. I am... I just don't even have words for how dumb that is and how mad I am that I'm not the one that tried to break in. (laughs) What would you do? I would check those DMs. I bet they're disgusting. I would check those DMs. I wouldn't tweet out a message. I would read the DMs. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I would tweet something out. I want to read everybody's DMs, though. I'm, I'm a nosy little bitch. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, I've got- What do you find in DMs? I just, whatever people are writing. I just want to, I know what my DMs look like. Occasional. What the fuck do they look like, girl? I, I've been asked for pictures of my feet before. You have? I know. I, I don't want to brag. I don't get asked for stuff like that. I get asked, hey, baby, you want me to pay all your bills? Love you. Would Looking for sugar, baby. And have you taken anyone up on this? No. Damn. You're a stronger woman than I am. They're not going to mean it. <laughs> Do they mean it? I think so. I think you're staring an opportunity in the eye and turning away from it. Shit, 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 shit. Damn it. Yeah, I'm, I just, this is just ridiculous and such a threat (laughs) to national security. I mean, what if he'd gotten on there and tweeted nuking North Korea? Like, I mean, it's not much better than what fucking Trump would tweet himself when he said, send your rocket, rocket man. Or whenever the fuck he called Kim Jong-un rocket man. I, I like It shouldn't be a, a threat to national security if a president's Twitter gets hacked. It's only a threat to national security because Trump cannot stay off of Twitter. I mean, that was the nice thing about him being in the hospital was the tweets did cease for a little bit. I, if I got to hack into his account, I would have just deleted it. Oh, mm-hmm. bold. I mean, this is all speculation and theoretical. Dear Secret you know, Secret Service. <laughs> Dear FBI agents. Oh, we thank you for listening because it helps our numbers. <laughs> yes, thank you. And please leave a review. If you wouldn't mind. Thank you so yeah. much, Secret Service. Thank you so much, Secret Service. Oh, we love you, baby. Let me pay all your bills. <laughs> hey, what are you hoarding this week? I'm hoarding the unicorn. Ooh, that's with the guy that's from... Walton Goggins. Uh, 
What is his name? Walton Goggins. That is the guy I was thinking of, yes. It is on CBS, and it is very good, like especially for being on the CBS network. Yeah, I don't ever look at anything on CBS. I'm I'm shook. It's really good. Uh, my favorite thing is they had this, they introduced a, a set of characters that are clearly supposed to be dinks, like double income, no kids. Uh-huh. And then in episode five, all of a sudden they have a daughter. Spoiler. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Jesus. They just emphasize over and over and over again, our daughter, we have a daughter. Remember our daughter, daughter's name. As if, because I think they got pushback from the network that like, hey, people don't like these double income, no kids. So give them a kid. <laughs> but so, it's really good. Okay. CBS, The Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, first season that. is on Netflix right now. And then season two Even will be better. airing shortly. So here's a fun thing. My mom started listening to this podcast and she's like in our back catalog at this point. And she is taking all of our recommendations. So she sent you know the digital touch messages? Uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck these are for. If you have an iPhone, you know like there's just like this weird like thing you can just send people like a black screen with like a circle of light. <laughs> so fucking dumb. So she starts sending touch messages to our family chat with me and my brother and his girlfriend. And we're like, "What the fuck? What are you doing? What the fuck is this?" And she goes, "I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing this. I was just trying to search for hunt for the wilder people." <laughs> Like, how does your search for Hunt for Wilder People land you in your family group chat sending digital touch messages? Like, what a fucking living nightmare it must be to be a boomer with a cell phone. My mom recently texted me. She also listens to the podcast. Thank you, mom. What is TikTok? And I was like, I, what do you mean? Like, it's TikTok. And she's like, but how does it know what videos to show me? And I'm like, it's an algorithm. I shared with you last night that I've uh, recently been inducted into big tick, big dick TikTok. <laughs> BDTT. Yeah, BDTT. I, uh, yeah, I got it. I found a video, uh, my algorithm, and it was like, Hey, if you're seeing this, that means you got a huge dick. Congratulations. You're in big dick TikTok. And I was like, oh, what? How do I get here? TikTok is wild. It's the wild, wild it. west. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, Cass, what are you hoarding? Okay. I am hoarding. It's on Hulu. It's called Monsterland. Yes, I've heard this is really good. Okay, so I've seen the first two episodes. First episode, fucking awesome. Second episode, bitch, I slept with my lights on. Like, holding my roommate's hand, tears falling down my eyes, slept with the the TV on, kind of shit. I sleep with blackout curtains, I opened them. I was like, I need light in here. Oh my god. is so good. It's, it like... The second episode is particularly incredible, but I think you should definitely check out the first. Like, they're all, like, little separate stories, mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily need one to get to the other. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, warm yourself up. Get the get, get the gist of the show and the vibe with the first one, and then get to that second one. It's, like, they do this really cool thing with how they film a chat room, and the second one is, like, a, a metaphor for, like, I don't want to spoil a bunch of shit, but it's a metaphor for like how young men can 
get radicalized on the internet Mm. to commit mass shootings. Yikes. So it's some heavy shit and it's fucking scary. Like I, I, I just like, I'm floored. I love when things are like, I don't necessarily like horror versus anything else. I just like when things are so well done because it gets me excited. Mm -hmm. Like I get, I, I don't like that. I had to sleep with the light on. I don't like that. Even last night when I had to go pee in the middle of the night, I was like, better turn the light on. I don't want to die. It just, I feel excited when things are well done because I I think, especially in horror, like it's a genre that thrives and being campy and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that when shit really fucking scares you, I just, I think it's awesome. So Monsterland on Hulu, everybody. That's awesome. Are you throwing anything away this week? I am throwing something away. This is our new segment, everybody. So I'm throwing away the fall dress line at Target. Oh? Their fucking dresses right now are like all these like long sleeve, long poofy, fluttery sleeve, mid-length, weird, like midsummer handmaid's tale-esque fucking farm dresses i'm like who the fuck wants to dress like this i don't know if like right up my alley (laughs) you should check it out but i i just think it look no erica this it's not this is not yours this isn't i wouldn't put you in any of these dresses they look like cult dresses to me i just think they look fucking ugly and it's really frustrating you know because, like, I want to, like, be able to go to Target and get, like, something cute to wear every once in a while, you know, because I just, like, want something fast and easy to wear. And because I do most of my shopping online. But sometimes I don't want to wait. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck, I have, I'm like, I have to, something to do this weekend. I want to look cute. I need to go shopping somewhere. And then you go to Target and you're like, what the fuck is this? How the fuck am I supposed to look cute here? I look like I fucking make my own butter and I call my fucking like men around me like father like what does this mean throwing that shit out what are you tossing out anything i'm tossing out the fact that i have three prescriptions with cvs but yet i have to go to the pharmacy three times a month and i can't get them to line up and dosage and like i don't run out at the same time and i've called and i've talked to my doctors to be like can you write me 37 script. Can you write, like, with insurance and with CVS, I have to go to the pharmacy three times a month to pick up my pills. I'm trying to switch to 90-day rotation where I get three months at a time, but it is just a hassle and a half, and it's bullshit, and I don't understand the the health system in America and why I can't just line up my three prescriptions to just pick up on the fifth of the month. That's fucking rough. I mean, it's- Here I am complaining about- dresses i mean it's a small it's a small petty crime but it just it pisses me off that doesn't feel like a small petty crime this is i mean think about the people people everywhere have to do this it's fucked up it's fucked up i i've tried to get on the same schedule i don't know i need a pharmacy benefits manager to like help me (laughs) Jeez, louise yeah toss that shit out toss that shit out speaking of of throwing stuff away you can throw away all your worries when you listen to trashy trashy and we thank you so much wow for listening to us and we truly appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts we are in international territory we've got listeners yeah. from around the globe 
We are averaging, our numbers are increasing month over month. And that's because of you, dear listeners. And we thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. And don't forget, Um, we have a contest this month. Oh, yes. Leave a review, a five-star or one-star review if you hate us. That's fine. Don't leave a one-star review. Just, I mean, skip Don't leave me a fucking... Yeah, just just stop listening to us. That's okay. (laughs) If you write a review in the iTunes podcast charts, we are going to be doing a drawing for a six-pack of cucumber colch. Delicious. Which Cass is hoarding and thinks is absolutely delicious. So we will be doing that. You must be 21 or over to enter. Uh, That's all I got. (laughs) Where do they find you online? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can find me at at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram. I am on this week's episode of Lizard People talking about 90 Day Fiance, my favorite television show. Amazing. Cass, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Cass Cardenas. And you can find me every Tuesday night on the Smodcast Network, 7.30 to 9.30 Pacific. That's the Nooner Podcast. We are still doing our radio play, Buzzsaw 2, This Again, Miami Nights. You can also catch us potted on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever the fuck you want. And you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at trashytrashypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your stories. Tell us why you're trash this week. We love it. And thanks to everybody who sent us stories this week. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for knowing my brand and how garbage I am. (laughs) Yes. Great. Yeah. Hey, Cass. What's up, girl? Stay garbage. Ooh, Erica, you stay garbage. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.